Oh, you know what time it is. Welcome to another episode of Too Young to Be This Old. I am Ben, here with my host, Andy. And of course, since this is WrestleMania season, we are also joined by the one, the only, MJC. Hello, hello. How's it going, guys? Going good. I think we currently are, except for MJC, both Ben and I have moved at this point. Yes. First recordings so. from the new place, and hopefully we'll be able to get back on track for all you loyal listeners. Yeah. You want to clean up that housekeeping, Andy? Yeah, thanks for finding us since we've been gone forever, it feels like at least. But if you want to find all other podcast-related things, you can find those on podcast.tooyoungtobethisold.com, where you'll find all the links to our social medias and all the places to listen to us. So that is all for housekeeping. It is, and before we roll into this, um, I don't think that we really have recorded since it seems like the entire world went to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. Um, this is a really interesting WrestleMania we're running into, thanks to uh, the novel coronavirus, COVID-19, and many other names it has that I will not use because I have respect for people. Um, start with you, Michael. What do you think the effect this has had on like just the product in general, uh, professional wrestling, not just WWE on that front. It has definitely left like the wrestling organizations to like evaluate the type of content they're putting out, how they're putting that out. And both organizations in North America are, are struggling right now just to try and produce content under like state laws and uh, it's been weird. I don't think WWE's handled it significantly well so far. And we'll get into that as we talk about WrestleMania. AEW seems to be handling it a little bit better, but it sounds like they almost ran into some issues this week uh, doing some shows. Uh, but it's just, it's weird. Cause you know, right now they're just scrambling to tape as much as they can. Cause they have weekly shows that they need to put together. And it's made for a sloppy product, but it's at the same time, we can't really fault them for any sloppiness or their fumbles right now. I I can agree with that. It's been, uh, it's been interesting. Wrestling's been like the one new thing that comes on television here lately. Uh, I miss sports and I want them back now. Miss them very badly. I forgot about yeah. baseball. Yeah, we're, I know. We're a week into what would have been baseball season, and there's been no baseball. There's no baseball. There's a draft this was, at the end of this month. Uh, oh, yeah, it's going to be a virtual draft, too. That'll be fun. Yeah, I, ba- for baseball, like, my White Sox were, were, were looking really good in the offseason. <laughs> yeah, you were excited. You were excited about baseball this year. Yeah, and it's just gone. Got taken from you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely been weird to watch, especially, you know, wrestling. They AEW and WWE have both done kind of different things when it comes to how to handle these these shows here the past few weeks and I think we'll get a little more detailed on how we feel about each one. Well, we'll start we'll start with the outset of WrestleMania 36, originally scheduled to take place in uh Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay has been moved to Orlando into the Performance Center in front of no one. Um, The 
way they're trying to cover some of this is they're saying it's too big for one night, which we can only assume was because they couldn't have everybody in the building at the same time. Mm-hmm. So they had to separate who was there and when. Um, I'm pretty sure Rob Gronkowski as the host for WrestleMania was a decision made before the COVID thing took place because I think he would be a great hype man for a stadium. But at the same time, it seems kind of weird to still have him here with everything changing. And speaking of change, um, I hope that the card does not change by the time that we post this tomorrow. We are recording this Friday night after SmackDown. So there's our time frame for anybody that's wanting to know when we recorded. This card has probably changed, what, 1,500 times since it was originally announced? Yeah, it's like every day yeah. I see another another article about you know another change to the card, another possible change to the card. So... Who knows? We have the most accurate card that we have access to at the time of recording, I guess. We've, we've waited for SmackDown to finish just so we can make sure we yep. have absolutely the most up-to-date card. It's kind of crazy, but before we get into it, uh, can we talk about Rob Gronkowski and like how he may or may not work very uh, well for yeah. this? Because he didn't have a great first impression. You mentioned he's a hype man, and I think that is important. Like I, I find him irritating with the crowd. Without a crowd, he is cringe, and I'm worried that he's going to be. I'm hoping they'll learn within like the first day that it's not working, and then he'll have a reduced role by day two. Right. Well, the host of of WrestleMania has always been just, "Hey, welcome to WrestleMania." Oh, here's some legend that you forgot. Right. Uh, Sometimes exactly. skits in between, like small yes. ones. Yeah. yeah. If there's anything he does, I would like it to be more along the lines of what we saw at WrestleMania. Was that 31? That he mm, interfered in yeah. the Battle Royal? Was it 32? Third. No, no, yeah, it was the Daniel Bryan's, I think. So no, It was the one after Daniel Bryan's. Cause... The one after Daniel Bryan? Okay. Yeah, so 31. Um, he's a big physical presence. If WWE signed him, there's no way you're putting a microphone in his hand all the time. They've had to assign him to, at some point, see ring action. Um, it gives Mojo a chance to be relevant again. Uh, and not look in mirrors weirdly. So, and he's okay just with that getting... <laughs> he was just being, his character was just being turned again. And now it's just right back to hype bro. no no offense to mojo but i think hype bro mojo is the best mojo in in small doses yes yeah he's (laughs) definitely your (laughs) mid-card tag team with uh like like what they did with him and zach Ryder. he was a great mid-card tag team that you could use that had some name value so when you're trying to build a tag team you let them have wins against lower ranked tag teams and if you beat them you're on the way yeah, great for pre-shows. Great for pre-shows. Pre-shows so, open open raw sometimes. Otherwise, yeah, nobody cares. I'm right. just worried that because Mojo is Rob Murkowski's boy, that that either is going to put a, a, a the the good thing is it puts a ceiling on what Rob Gronkowski can do, but it also puts us in yeah. the scary territory of Mojo gets a. a a, a huge Jinder Mahal like push oh, just God. so they can secure signing his buddy. Oh God. 
which I don't even understand the idea of signing Rob Gronkowski. He's a former Patriot. And that is like, no one likes the Patriots outside of Boston. Yeah, that's true. I would and say that, but I think Gronkowski, because of his social media and some of the other stuff, I feel like he's overcome that because his name is... He's been annoyingly all over everything. Apparently he was on Masked Singer as well. He was. Ninja was too. Yeah. And Sarah Palin. It's not oh, a great company. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, no, it's really not good company. Yeah, but yeah, he. I saw it was a commercial while watching SmackDown tonight. Uh, where he was on Mass Singer, so that that's great. I'm Ben has very much hurt my feelings on Gronk being anywhere near WWE, and I'm not excited for any of it. So, well, I don't get hyped. I stay hyped about Rob <laughs> But oh. we'll see how it goes. I think uh, it's going to be. It's gonna be weird having a host anyway for a crowdless show. So Truth. Truth. that's that'll be handled, I'm sure, in some different way. Than well, we let's let's move to the card. Yeah. Uh, the first match that we listed here, we have Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. With until tonight, you would assume Mandy in Dolph's corner. Do believe SmackDown is working to change that around? Yeah. So after the over a month now, I think of little glitches uh, during SmackDown, uh, like screen tears and little things popping up and lights and all that kind of weird stuff. Uh, they kind of revealed uh, some kind of hacker character. Um, Sammy Calhoun. That has a lot of Solomon yeah, so, was his name? yeah, Solomon, yeah. Oh man! But uh, basically, revealed that uh, Sonia uh, took Mandy's phone and sent the text message that uh, caused uh, good old Otis to get to the date late because he thought Mandy was running late, and uh, it was all some kind of plan of Sonia and Dolph. Well, it sounds like and, it was Sonia's plan to keep the peach away from Otis. Basically. Now backfired royally. Yeah, this, yeah, basically. This may or may not be my favorite mid-card feud that has been going it's on. It's fantastic. I love it so much. Yeah, Everything and I I right. hate Dolph, but it's it's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any, no, this, anything this, this, to put Otis on front of our televisions. I yep. Know. Yep, Otis oh, is a treasure. Oh, Otis yeah. is going to hit, like, Rikishi territory in terms of, like, his, like, where he's gonna fit in on the card in terms of like be that lower mid card guy that just blows up and yeah. like I, I see that for for him not just because he does the worm or the caterpillar uh, but like he seems like he's destined to be that guy who's just gonna in like a year or two we're gonna hit a moment with Otis where the chants are gonna be so big that they have to give him a title shot. Oh my god, I'm so excited for that moment because that's going to be glorious. He doesn't win it probably, but he definitely gets no, put no, into no. a lower level shot, pay-per-view. Yeah. Sure, sure. I'll be more than happy with that. He's got charisma. He's he does. got in-ring, I don't want to say ability, because that might come strong to some people. He's got a unique He's got style. the timing. He's got the timing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he yeah. knows how to interact with the crowd. He knows how to get the crowd involved. He he's got. You know, they always talk about it. I feel like Otis has it, but we probably will never get to see it because he doesn't have the it look. Yeah, there there's a roof yeah. that or ceiling that I think the fans will push him through. But it won't it it, it can't last unless you know unless Vince leaves cuz Vince will probably just have him dress up like legend characters and do stupid shit. Yeah, it's like depending on how long Vince is around, he may end up being like a sad like flash in the pan of something that could have been really cool and then he'll get buried. Um, the one person that this truly hurts is Tucker. Yeah. Ah, yeah. And he's really good in the ring. He's so Tucker good. Is fantastic in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, but he has the personality of a paper bag. Oh, yeah. But him uh, and Otis are got? adorable. They are. <laughs> they really this match. They are blue collar solid. Oh, I think I think this is Otis's uh, Otis's time to get revenge. Does so. Otis get to leave with the girl? And does Fire and Desire break up at WrestleMania? Oh, we know Fire and Desire thing is over. Um, so I imagine we're going to see some kind of like Sonya Mandy, like, you know, ringside fighting probably in this match. Um, but I think I think Otis walks away with this one. Yeah, I, I think Otis, it's Ziggler's first single match, but I, th- I think Otis still wins it because fuck Ziggler. Yeah. True. True story. I think that's a clean sweep. I don't ever vote against Otis. Yeah, that's um, fair. Our next match in the long-forgotten women's tag titles are getting defended. We have the Kabuki Warriors versus Bliss Cross Applesauce. Because that needs to be their official name, and I will not rest until it happens. <laughs> I'm just glad we're getting the women's tag titles defended. So, that I'm happy we're seeing something with that. Indeed, I, um, I don't know where this goes. I don't know where it goes, but all I know is we're gonna see probably Oscar bust out some of that dancing that she's been doing these past few weeks on SmackDown, uh, which has been just hilarious. So, Can we just get her commentating her own match. Oh God, that'd be that'd be great. Oh, just do, does like. Attitude Era Rock, where in the middle of the match she just gets on the headset <laughs> and just starts screaming. Yes, yes. That that yep. would be great. And then get Kyrie yeah. to grab the camera. <laughs> yes. Oh God, that would be fantastic. <laughs> I, I I have to say I'll probably mention it later, but during this the, this whole pandemic, the women have been carrying oh, the the, the tapings. They yes. they've been putting great matches that are really good, like really tight. There haven't been too many issues with their matches. And then just, you know, like the entertaining stuff, you know, Nikki Cross on commentary, Asuka on commentary, uh, Alexa Bliss kind of just having fun in the range. Like she's being like way more playful. And oh yeah, it looked like she was finally having fun in a match for the first time in a while. Yeah, since like early but healed I, days. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like she was in that that match last last week, and I was like, "Wow, I haven't seen her look this interested in the match in a long time." Sadly, but it's been great. Where do we, we see this going? Uh, I don't know. This is a hard one for me. 
Um, because um, do you have the do you have it bounce back or I I can see them taking the title off the Kabuki Warriors because I think Asuka has found a way to establish herself as a singles wrestler again. Right. And I think Kyrie's days in WWE may be numbered. Um I have mixed feelings about this too. Like Asuka is back in a position where she should be uh, going for the title. Uh, depending on what happens with the Raw women's match, though this is cross-brand, so I don't even understand if there's rosters anymore. Doesn't even, yeah, it's like, what? Well, what is even... The, the women's tag title, when it was created, was said that it would be defended across both. Right. True, right, right. true, true. So. I, I, I have a feeling it's going for, for Bliss and Cross, just because... There, ha- there, there's a lot of fun things that they're doing with Alexa Bliss. She's kind of become right. like the, the the sweetheart of like the WWE, and I think they just keep that going by just putting the titles on them, and then maybe the Kabuki Warriors can break up, have a decent feud, and then get them ready for some title matches. Uh, like maybe you have Asuka go to SmackDown, go against whoever's there, and then you have uh, Kyrie Sane to hopefully be reignited for whatever her contract is and go at maybe Shayna Baszler if she wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if Kyrie sticks around Baszler in NXT too many times, I don't think I want to see it anymore. It was good. And I feel like that would be like something that maybe triple H would tell Vince, like Kyrie could be good. Here's why. Cause yeah. God knows he doesn't watch NXT. Oh god, not at all. But yeah, I, I agree. I think I see it going to going to Bliss and Cross. I won't disagree there. Right. Um, I'm just gonna say the first two participants of this next match, but just know there's a <laughs> lot of stuff going on in this match. But we've got Sammy Zayn versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental title. I think any other circumstance of WrestleMania that this match happens on. This is going to be the show stealing match. But there's too much going on here for me to feel like it's going to be the show stopping match that we want these two. Same. I, I'm excited but worried because of how many people are involved in this match on the side. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen what they've done with this kind of stuff with too many people. We get things like the Symphony of Destruction match that we had. Like a few months ago now, and they're just they're looping in a lot of people. They want to find something for everybody to be doing. Um, I think the high, you know, the high points of this is Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak are fantastic together. So great. Is this tag team getting a tag shot? Yeah, I think after this. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I don't know if you have seen on Twitter the playfulness that Chad Gable has had with these two, but. That sounds like it could legit be a stable, uh, similar to uh, the, what was it, the Letterman Club? Or no, the Varsity Club from WCW, where it was just primo athletes that knew what they I, were doing. I, I want Kurt Angle in a wrestling tracksuit. Oh, my Managing God. Daniel Bryan, Drew bring him back and Chad yes, Gable. Bring him back. Oh god, that'd be the so good. The next world greatest tag team. 
Yes, I, I want that desperately. I, I almost feel like <laughs> Daniel Bryan, because he can kind of call his own shot at this point, was just like, yeah. hey, give me all the good talent and I just want to work with them for the next three months. And they're like, right. and he requested Cesaro, Zayn, Nakamura, <laughs> and Gulak. And he was like, perfect, thank you. And Let's go. Yeah, though I was really disappointed because before Nakamura joined WWE, Daniel Bryan and Nakamura talked about how they died, were dying to face each other. And in reality, they just kind of have faced each other so many times in different forms that it's yeah. almost meaningless. They have to build Nakamura back up uh, in order for us to get that dream match. But I have a feeling this stuff is going to continue past WrestleMania just because there's too many good combinations we can see in terms of one-on-one -on -one matches. And if they're all just passing around the IC title during that, I'm fine with it. I don't really like titles passing around, but I'd be fine here. I think yeah. you need to yeah, put the IC title on Daniel Bryan because I feel like this quick swap, you know, Nakamura, a uh, great talent, but really brought nothing to the IC title while he was champion. Braun had it for like a week and then they ripped it off of him for Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. I think that was a good call on their part to put it on Sami Zayn. But I feel like to get the IC title some recognition again, I think putting it on a name brand like Daniel Bryan is the correct choice. Um, even if he has to, you know, maybe set it up where you're going to have him defend the IC title against Sami Zayn. Cesaro and Nakamura gauntlet match style or something. I think Daniel Bryan needs to walk out with that title to build build that brand back up. I'm gonna say Sammy keeps it and continue this feud and maybe Drew Golock will get a shot at Sammy as champion uh, before okay. they think of some shenanigans. I also think there's a chance that this match is like two minutes long. And it just turns into a huge fight. And then last second, they're going to be like, handicap, three-on-two match right. or something stupid. Just because it's too good to be true to have Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryant in a WrestleMania that's broken over two <laughs> nights in front of nobody where they have time and editing to make something beautiful. It's too perfect. Right. No, so, it's man. too perfect for them to do it Are right. Are going to get <laughs> seven-hour WrestleMania nights? No, they... I, I really... Freaking better not, I swear. Uh, the since everything was taped, though, luckily there hasn't been any like major leaks. At least I haven't oh, seen any. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, any. Well, Vince is Vince is threatening. Outline was rough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it sounds like each night is three hours and fifteen minutes plus a pre-show. Each that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, each night has a pre-show that starts at six. So we're still looking at eight hours of wrestling, but broken in two days. Oh yeah, I can live with that. But. I kind of like that. I, I don't mind. I don't hate it. Yeah. Though, if, if I, the first night sucks, then I'm just going to skip the second night, to be honest. That's the thing. It's like if the first night does not hit real hard and real good quick, I think that second night's viewership is going to be just... Uh, it's going to tank. But to get back to this, this match, I am kind of going to say I see Sammy keeping it. I don't see them putting it on Daniel Bryan right now, especially with the uncertainty. And I think Daniel Bryan has already said he's going to be in quarantine for a while. So if they're going to do anything after WrestleMania, Daniel Bryan's not going to be around for it. 
Well, there's a yeah. there's a lot of talk that after WrestleMania they may be shutting it down for a little. Right, right. That's why I say if they're going to do anything yeah. after Mania, Daniel Bryan's not going to be a part of it. So I, I just to, to my dig into thought the is a little that, bit yeah, on yeah. on that front as well. We're already seeing this happen with ESPN Fox. WWE has such a backlog of stuff they can show. Oh, yeah. That all of a sudden, <laughs> if you do have to shut it down for a time being, they can just keep showing their library for probably two and a half years and it still not get old. And uh, I can see why that kind of put AEW in a little bit tougher situation with having to make sure they get stuff taped because they really don't have that library to fall back on yet. But uh, ratings-wise, they're, they're still going to probably produce new content, right? Uh, I mean, at, at a certain <laughs> point, at a certain point, I don't think the ratings can affect the decision as much because I think you're starting to see ratings tank because I think people are turning on the idea of the fact that they're still putting people in danger. Yeah, uh, you you say that, but there's also still a lot of comments of people angry that they had a tape match in the middle of a show. Like, uh, yeah, uh, they're doing a replay. Rick, what was it, Ric Flair? Or what, no, tonight was it Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels? Yes. Yeah, tonight was if a Ric Flair retirement match. If you're complaining about that match, stop <laughs> watching wrestling. Oh, uh, no, I'm not going to... It was a great match. I enjoyed watching time. it because I actually had never seen it. So that was fun for me. Some of the other stuff they've done where they've put like, hey, let's play an entire Elimination Chamber match. It's yeah, like, play, okay, that's yeah. great. Play that's anything fine. from about five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Give me some stuff that like, you know, maybe me, your fan, has, have not seen. But it kind of puts me in the point of like, well, they're... You know, they're obviously able to rely on this backlog, and that's helpful for them not having to get a bunch of people together and film these episodes. AEW, though, is finding a way to put on entire episodes of new content every week. And so far, it's been great. Let's see how it goes when we get deeper great or if they take a break. Wrong word. Uh, we'll talk about it later, but yeah. the past two weeks of AEW have been pretty great. They've been great, yeah. If I was WWE, if I was WWE and I wanted to build future talent for when we get out of this, I would just put like some of the mid card wrestlers' best matches for like a hour block of Raw and SmackDown. Just you know, put put Brock's greatest matches like in the first hour, so you know the big star gets her time, and then that second hour, put you know. Daniel Bryan or or like Sami Zayn's best matches and then end it with Daniel Bryan's best matches so people can see like the best of the best and you can possibly build someone off this time like take advantage of you know not having to put together a live show and if you're going to use your catalog right it makes more use sense the catalog to smartly yeah because like as great as Shawn Michaels Ric Flair is who does that help showing that match like it's not the current talent it's just going to make people be like man i really would want to see more of that it's like well guess what they're retired (laughs) right right you can do so much and a lot of these guys have matches with legends that you can put in that time so you can still get sammy Zayn, john cena 
was a great match. Uh, though Sammy mm-hmm. blew his arm up, but then you can talk about beforehand, like, hey, Sammy Zayn's tore his arm and still did this whole ten minute match. Like you can do so much with that. And, uh, and Cena versus Owens. What the was that? Trilogy they had when Owens came in. Yes, exactly. And then that builds Owens, and then you can still be like, hey, John Cena, he's going to star in that Fast and the Furious movie we'll see <laughs> post-apocalypse. Yeah. All right. They actually had that as one of his uh, one of his uh, tags on like his uh, his card during his intro. It was like, is starring in Fast and the Furious 9 in 2021. That's not 2020. That's not the point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> of things that uh, newer fans have not seen, that is... Edge in the ring, yes, making his return at the Rumble this year. Uh, we have gotten a very, uh, I've been impressed that WWE hasn't fucked this story up yet. Um, I'm excited, I think they're about to. (laughs) Why? (laughs) I just just have a bad feeling, it's been so good so far, but they can edit, they can do so much to cover up anything. It's true, they can edit. They don't usually have this power, so they can project bugs into the ring mid-match. It'll be fantastic. Yep, <laughs> or have people teleport from the rafters to the fucking ring. Yeah, God, that's the best thing ever. <laughs> we have a very different opinion of best thing ever. God, um, so good. <laughs> the last man standing stipulation is the perfect stipulation for this match. Um. I don't think this is the end of Edge's current run. So I definitely see Edge winning this match. I will be very intrigued to see the match that Edge and Randy put on. Because, you know, Randy basically destroying Matt Hardy because he was friends with Edge. The RKO to Beth Phoenix. The Concerto to Edge. Randy Orton is being vintage Randy Orton right now. Mm-hmm. This is usually the best Randy. Can, can I just say, uh, he should have punted Beth Phoenix because just an RKO being devastating to Beth Phoenix is bullshit because we saw her bust her head open during the Royal Rumble and then wrestle for another 20 minutes. So she's tough as That's hell. That's a good point. They should have done more to like, yeah, make Randy seem vicious because Beth Phoenix has had worse things happen to her than an RKO. Yeah, but I think the taboo of a man attacking a woman in the ring again is what they're going for more. I know. RKO is always as the most devastating move in sports entertainment. (laughs) That's true. But I, I hadn't thought about that. Um, Michael, and that is a good point. It just kind of was like, well, okay, she took an RKO that she's fine. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't, I didn't sell it for me. Hmm. But outside of that, it, you're right. It has been a great build. That was just like my little like nitpick with it of just like, yeah. Ah, and and Andy, Andy didn't like it after you said it. So, because um, <laughs> Andy hadn't thought that deep about Randy Orton and Edge, I guarantee it. Um, oh, you're right. It's been entertaining to watch, but it hasn't been something I spent a lot of time thinking about. Yeah. Um. Again, like I said, Edge wins this match. There's no way you bring Edge back at Rumble, build this feud, and yeah. then have Edge go out in the night again. No, no, there's no way. Do we get to see the Edgeheads return? Uh, Zack Ryder's always ready. 
He is always ready. And him and Kurt Hawkins are still here. Yep, they are. I think mm, I maybe Christian shows up and get his ass kicked because he can't really do anything. Uh, we see something like that, but yeah, I guess I don't know. It would be it would I think it would be so sad if we saw the Edgeheads reunite. Uh, like for people like Andy who have never seen like that stable, he'll just be like, "Why the fuck are the Jobbers?" Right. Uh, It's like for me, I'd just be like, what's happening? Why are the wrestling toy guys? uh, (laughs) They're going to come out there and they're going to eat RKO's and they're going to die for this shitty match. As we always say about the Singh brothers. Oh, those poor Singh brothers. (laughs) But no one would care. I I, I wonder if if Christian can take uh, uh, take an RKO. Dude, if Christian or Beth came out, I think that would be the thing in this match that could win it over. Cause, cause I think it's going to be a good match because I just don't... When I think Randy Orton, especially in his older years, I don't see bad matches. He, no, no. He always puts something good together. So, And he seems excited, which... I think we've mentioned since we've been doing these wrestling podcasts that Randy Orton excited or into a match leads to great things. Yeah, it's much when like he Brock. cares. Invested mm-hmm. Brock and invested Randy are two of the greatest wrestlers on the planet. Um, so that's a sweep for Edge. That's a sweep for Edge. Um, next match we have listed is Alistair Black <laughs> versus Bobby Lashley. This yep. is literally pre-show time filler style match because they've had too many people back out. It's gotta There's be a no pre-show match. Build up. Like, yeah. Uh, Alistair Black, just because it looks like they're actually building him for something and a win over Bobby Lashley still looks impressive on a piece of paper. Right. That's all I got to say about that match. Okay, so I'm going to steal something from my favorite wrestling podcast, Inside the Ropes. Uh, do you guys want to hear WWE's description of this match? I Please. would love to. Okay, all right. Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Two superstars looking for a fight, a rivalry no one saw coming, and one stage <laughs> big enough to host it. In one of the most intriguing matchups of WrestleMania season, Alistair Black will go one-on-one with Bobby Lashley at this year's history-making edition of the Showcase of the Immortals. While the two have had little to no interaction of late, they make perfect sense as opponents. Black has made it clear in recent weeks that he's no longer willing to wait for fights to come to him, opting to seek out matches with anyone on Raw who's unwise enough to take them. Likewise, Lashley has reintroduced himself in a major way, transforming his wife-stealing Casanova to human wrecking machine in a matter of weeks as a way to bulldoze his way into title contention. In other words, this match is a classic case of two people looking to make a statement with each suddenly the other's biggest roadblock to the next level. And now, like the classic math problem, these two trains are on a collision course with WrestleMania as the shared destination. Sometimes it's just that simple. Wow! Someone had to write yeah. that. Somebody got paid to write that. They I'm not work. gonna lie. 
Reading that got me excited for the match. Now you're hyped for that match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was hilarious. Give that man a raise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 uh, it's funny, like the, the WWE.com writers, it just says Anthony uh, Bengino, and it just has a picture of Walter <laughs> like, as his icon. <laughs> but yeah, that that was like, when I heard that read out loud, I was like, that is really dumb, but also really good. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, no, he made something of just nothing, which is this match. Yeah. Still going Aleister Black. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? But Lana's available, so she might play a part. Maybe she'll fuck uh, up mean, some dialogue. We, we could also say Rusev will be in here. I mean, but probably not. Rusev, Rusev no, he's, anymore. he's got a torn arm or something. Oh, okay. Torn bicep, yeah. Torn bicep. bicep, yeah. Um, In the ever-changing match card, we will have the Street Profits originally versus it was Angel Garza and Almas. And then it wasn't even supposed to be that. It was supposed to be Cedric Alexander and whoever his tag partner was that night. Uh, But he got a concussion in the match. Almas got put in quarantine because he had a match with Rey Mysterio who was suddenly put in quarantine. So we ended up with Angel Garza versus Austin Theory. For the raw tag team titles, how how does almost go into quarantine, but not Charlotte when they're dating and probably very intimate? Like, yeah, I don't, it doesn't make I don't, any sense. Uh, I don't think they've traveled together. Is the thing because Charlotte has been in Orlando for all the NXT stuff, right? I think all Thomas of it's in still, Orlando, right? Yeah. right what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Everything was yeah. reported back in March, though, at the end of March. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I know the Almas thing happened. Maybe yeah. Charlotte tested and she was clear, and that's why she's still involved in stuff. Maybe they didn't get stuff back from Almas in time for them to record the matches. So it became what it was. Um, I definitely think Street Profits win because they're the actual tag team in this match. Garza's been damn impressive, and Austin Theory has been tearing up NXT. So, I know Vince likes his brass rings. If anybody was going to grab them, this is their opportunity. These two guys need to have a showing out party with the Street Profits and get their name on the, uh, at least on the radar. Yeah, I think it's a let's get noticed match for those guys, but... In, in my opinion, the Street Profits are retaining. Yeah, it, it, it makes no sense to yeah. put the title on them, though they it would be really interesting. Off. Yeah. It, it won't happen, Street Profits. And it, Street Profits can put a good celebration for WrestleMania, even with no crowd. They can bring the smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, the next match is also a tag team match where we have the Miz and Morrison... I don't think they have a tag team name yet, do they? They're Turtleneck Tough Guys. Turtleneck Tough but, Guys? No, not, not officially, but they've just been calling themselves Turtleneck Wearing Tough Guys on oh. the weekly shows lately. Okay. Versus The New Day, 
versus the Usos in a triple threat ladder match for the SmackDown <laughs> tag team titles. Uh, apparently, this did get the Miz some heat because he showed up to the taping sick. Yes. Yeah, and I read about this. This is what caused Roman uh, to, oh, to leave. say fuck it. Yeah. Um, kind of fucked up, but Miz is like a company guy, so I could totally see him wanting to show up sick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for this match because anytime you put the New Day and the Usos together, there's always magic. And I don't think the Miz and Morrison can really do anything to lessen that. And they've actually been really solid as a team together. Um, that being said, I have no clue who wins this match. At all, because I could see it going any any sort of way. Yeah, I, I'm not the biggest fan of the Miz and Morrison. I know who I'd like to win this match, but I don't I don't have any kind of good uh, prediction as to who actually is going to come out with this one. I'm going with the Usos because as far as I can remember, I don't think they've had a WrestleMania moment. They've barely even had WrestleMania matches to begin with. Yeah. And after hearing that the Miz showed up sick, I can see some backstage stuff of this. Like they tell the Miz, just finish your fucking match. You're going to quarantine after this and then, you know, drop the titles. Uh, And I don't think you give it to the new day. I don't. I yeah. don't think you give it to. You can give it to the New Day, but I think without Xavier Woods, I I just don't care about the New Day. <laughs> like unless they're they're all together or <laughs> Kofi's not going for a singles title, I don't really care. Yeah, so I'm going with Usos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you had to pick, uh, your argument you just said would have swung me to the Usos winning. Yeah, yeah, same uh, here. Previously, I probably would have said either Retain or New Day. Um, I wouldn't have put the Usos even in contention until you made that point. All right. Um, uh, man, we're, we're agreeing pretty much on everything. Uh, we usually do. We yeah, usually we do, do, don't we? The only time we don't is when Goldberg's involved. Mm, yeah, it's going to be tricky this time. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> uh, damn, I did not realize how many matches were on this card. There's so oh, many shit. matches. It's too yeah, big for one Lord. night. Exactly. Dude, it might be it too big to for be. one podcast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins is our next match. I'm excited oh, to see yeah. this match because there is no way this is going to be a bad match. No way. Uh, I do believe Seth Rollins will win over on some Tom Fuckery because fuck babyfaces winning matches. Um, but I'm ready to see this. There be some payoff for this and it kind of be over. Uh, I am not the biggest fan of the Monday Night Messiah. No. He's been getting better. He's been getting yeah. better. I still want Kevin Owens to win this match. That would be who I'd want to win um, that's who you'd want to win, but you know he's That's who I'd want to win, and honestly, like <laughs> the issue with this match is I would really want to see where it is on the card because WWE is so... At their pay-per-views, they want a good balance of, of good versus evil winning. So I'd really like to see what has happened leading into this match to be like for certain... 
but I don't feel like you can let Seth continue this run unless you have an idea of somebody behind Kevin Owens that's going to be better than Kevin Owens to knock Seth off his high horse. But I'm ready for this match. I'm ready for this payoff and see where it goes. I really don't want this feud to keep going after WrestleMania, though. Andy? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think Seth wins this one, and then I think we see some kind of change up. I don't think... I don't think a lot of feuds are going to continue after this WrestleMania, especially. But this one can can end. <laughs> I, I'm going opposite of you guys, so we, we, we disagree on something. Uh, I'm going Kevin well, Owens. I thought just, I wanted Kevin Owens to win, but I'm just real. No, <laughs> no, I think Kevin Owens wins just because Seth Rollins' posse is either injured or in quarantine. So wow. yeah. you you can give Kevin Owens the win of just like, oh, he beat the, the cowardly heel who didn't have his backup. And you can prolong the feud some way. I have a feeling this feud is will probably go to summer slam, uh, yeah. depending on oh where boy. things go. Yeah. This is, this is match one. You usually finish feuds at WrestleMania, but we're in a new world. So it's probably, it's this is, this isn't the conclusion. This is just the beginning, especially when they get a title involved. Right. Eventually. Um, Maybe, yeah, I'm just trying to think of a way for like Rollins to win in this, but because of all, because everyone that is in his group is down, I feel like you could just give it to Kevin Owens. I, I have a weird feeling that this WrestleMania, we're going to see a lot of babyface wins just for feel good moments. And mm. Kevin Owens is the babyface. So, yeah, I could see that. Um, I think not being able to have a crowd really helps two matches on this card. The first one being Undertaker versus AJ Styles in a Boneyard match. What even is that? I have no fucking clue. What we don't know! Undertaker <laughs> has been A-plus on his promos. For this feud. He Who knew? even called AJ an ass clown. Yeah, he did. Who knew we needed biker taker in 2020? I don't in these know. trying I mean, times. We need anything in these trying times. And apparently biker <laughs> taker is what was needed in this world. Because holy hell, it's been great. I, I'm on board with this. As long as he comes out with Limp Bizkit rolling. <laughs> yes. The, oh, one thing that makes me sad about this WrestleMania, think about oh, the entrances that we're not getting because yeah, they can't have, have people there. No cool like live music things or anything like that. Oh. No Street Profits with 100,000 oh, solo cups. God. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. That's that's real sad. We had we probably would have had a lot of cool entrances this year. Do you yeah. guys think uh, this match is going to have bad optics taking place potentially in a graveyard that they don't want to call a graveyard? Uh, they're going to call it a boneyard. Uh, 
what, what do you think this this set looks like for this? Is it going to look like a graveyard? Because that's really bad optics uh, right now. I don't I don't really see it as bad optics. If it was like body bags on the street, I think it would be a little bit more insensitive. Yeah, uh, you gotta look but, at the characters involved, Taker, but and it's biker stones and. Well, I mean, maybe it's his garage and he's got his tombstones and his caskets around. I mean, I think anything you do with Taker gets passed because Taker's been doing it for so long, honestly. Yeah. It's kind of the way I see it. I'm just curious how they're going to dress whatever set they're on because I think this is one of the matches that's going to take place on like a close set. Um, What this looks like. Is it just going to look like a junkyard? Uh, is it going to actually look like a graveyard? You can't really have a match on a graveyard. That would be weird. Um, how do you involve, uh, the good brothers in this? (laughs) Uh, They have looked like complete idiots in this feud. I I hate that so much. Like how bad they look now. Yeah. And I I bet anything they would hate it too. If it was anybody other than Undertaker. Yeah. This man gets a pass for a lot. I have been really off the Undertaker train for many years now because I just thought that the idea of Undertaker has not translated real well the past four or five years. But Biker Taker this year, like we just said, it's working for me for some reason. It's I don't know why it's working in 2020 as well as it did in 2002 to 2004, but it's working. The the promos are working for me, but his in ring and just brawling ability looks still shit to me. Still looks like an old man. Who oh, gets it's winded. so bad, so bad. But that's why editing is going to help for this one. Hopefully, but hopefully it's really yeah. good editing, and we don't notice cuts because I will be yeah. watching this match for for Gatorade. Oh, cuts. I know you will. <laughs> um, I I hate to say this though. Oh, boy. I. Oh. God, as much as I don't want AJ Styles to take a loss, with some of the stuff AJ has said about Taker's family, you can't have Taker lose this match. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah, I think AJ's definitely taking a loss here. But I hate (laughs) AJ taking losses at WrestleMania. I know, but he's going to take it. Yeah, he's going to have to take this, though. (laughs) Unless... Finn Balor pops up out of nowhere and does his his drop oh kick to in ta- to take her in a tombstone and a bullet club reform as the demon. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. The bullet kicks club him into a grave as the demon. Oh God! <laughs> but anything Breaking to do with twenty twenty doesn't matter. Listen, if Finn Balor shows up in this match in any way, shape, or form, and AJ wins, I think everybody will be completely okay with it. No, that's uh, that's the only way I think AJ wins is if like you have Finn Balor, even though he's still NXT, come out and have a. I would love for Balor Club or the club to form over multiple brands of Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, and they just set their own rules of like, yeah, there's no roster for us. We're we're the Bullet Club or whatever the fuck they're called. We do what we want to do. That is the only way AJ wins, and that's not going to happen. Undertaker clean sweep again. I think we're all in agreement on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boring, oh, fantastical circumstances. Fantastical circumstances. Um, I 
Michael, you go ahead and cover this one. Bailey's involved in this match, so you'll probably get it right. Uh, my girl, uh, Bailey, a.k.a. Karen. Uh, Bailey versus Lacey Evans versus Naomi versus Tamina versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Dana Brooke was in this match originally, but yep. she is no longer in this match because uh, she is in quarantine. Same with Carmella. Uh, yeah, Carmella. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is an elimination match, I believe. It uh, says it's a five-pack challenge, which normally that follows <laughs> the first pin wins. Okay, because I've seen five-pack elimination match, uh, but... I think elimination Yeah, I've been confused about better. what this one actually is. If it's, yeah, if it's first pin or if it's elimination mm -hmm. style. Let me see this real quick okay so um i'm just trying to look this up sorry sorry uh do you guys want to talk a little bit why uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> fine. This that's fine you got it sure sure uh i definitely don't see tamina winning this match no i don't see tamina winning no, this match. No. um <clears throat> i've very much enjoyed naomi's kind of comeback that that has gotten her kind of like thrown into this into this match here lately i'm excited that she's back if you've been watching the weekly, she's been looking fantastic with those kicks again. So I think if she doesn't walk away with it in this one, I think she's got hopefully a push coming here. I don't see Lacey Evans winning this title because it sounds like she was ready to God, not no. be at tapings and be at home for quite some time now. Yeah. Uh, I think this comes down to Bailey and Sasha, and I think it's just going to be a matter of does Sasha backstab Bailey early or does Bailey backstab Sasha early? I think this match mm. is going to establish one of them firmly as the heel and one of them firmly as the face. Right, because they keep kind of bouncing back and forth as to who is who's heel, who's face in this current iteration of the Bailey Sasha world. The Boston hug connection. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, this is. Oh, sorry. Continue. I was going to say, I, I personally, just because of some of the stuff Sasha's been doing here lately, I could see Sasha winning this match. That would be where my yeah. money would go. Um, this on WWE.com is listed as a fatal five-way elimination match. Okay. Okay, so, so it's not first pin. It's an no. elimination style. Okay. Interesting. Uh, my uh, Bailey prediction. Uh, yeah, I was like, here you go. For this, this is okay. Part that matters. So, I if this was just a straight up five way match, I would say Bailey will continue to be heel, and she will do something bad to Sasha Banks. She will probably be the one that eliminates Sasha Banks, and that will make Sasha the face. Because I I feel like switching Bailey right now would be too soon. I think switching. Sasha would be ill-advised, but I feel like that's the direction they're going. So Bailey will eliminate Sasha Banks to S Sasha Banks' surprise. And mm -hmm. I think Bailey's going to walk away with the title, but I wouldn't be surprised if we get like a... Tamina is going to be the first one eliminated, or Naomi. Uh, Naomi is a shocker elimination just because so, they want to build Tamina up a little bit, but Tamina will be eliminated uh, after uh, Naomi or vice versa. And then you'll have 
Bailey do some bullshit to 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 Banks to eliminate her. They're gonna have some sort of falling out and some shit talking happening, and then Lacey will roll up Bailey and get the win. They're gonna cost each other the title, is what I'm gonna go with. That is my my prediction. I don't want it, but that that is what I'm thinking That's is gonna happen. Wow. Okay. Uh, I don't want it either, but. You have your Bailey predictions, so yeah, I got, I got, I got to keep it going. So, got to keep it going. Yeah, uh, that would be the most logical thing if you're going to turn them heel or turn yeah. one of them heel. Or, and they like Lacey. They they really like Lacey Evans. I can see them giving her. God, they the really title. do. They... Um, uh, so you're going Lacey Evans. I'm saying Sasha Banks. Andy, where are you falling at? I'm saying it's a, be a really nice time to give Naomi that title. All right. Okay. Finally, we can disagree on something. Yeah, exactly. Somebody, <laughs> hopefully somebody can send me. I told you so text. Um, our next match we have is the second match I feel like that will benefit from not being in front of an audience. We have the 16-time world heavyweight champion facing off <laughs> against the fiend, former Eater of Worlds, Bray Wyatt, in a Firefly Funhouse match. Um, no idea what that actually means, but... But excite. It'll probably be really cool looking. The end of SmackDown was fantastic about this. Why don't you give us a little uh, peek on Yeah, a little rundown was John Cena came out there and just talked old John Cena-like for like two to four minutes that I blacked out during. And then, all of a sudden, uh, you have all the Firefly Funhouse characters start appearing in the limited crowd space of the Performance Center. Um, So you have Ramblin' Rabbit show up, you have the pig character showing up, you got got everybody showing up. And then I'll what was that? The Husky Pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, all of a sudden, on uh, the the podium thing that's kind of up in the air, you see the Fiend. And you got the red light, and he's staring at the Fiend, and he's, the Fiend's pointing at him. And then, all of a sudden, quick cut, Bray Wyatt is right behind John Cena and just says, let me in. Bam. And Smackdown. So it was awesome. I can't wait for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was so excited for this. Are you okay with that teleporting? Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you no, that I'm not. I'm not. You're not. Oh, no teleporting. Ready. No teleporting. Yeah. You're going to be so mad this match. Well, this is my issue with the whole teleporting thing. I was a little bit more accepting of the way they did, and I'm not saying I like either of them, I'm more accepting of The Fiend and Bray Wyatt because they have done a lot to establish them as two separate characters. Sure. We've seen them do this shit in the past, too, with, like, there being two Kane, there being two Undertakers, you know? Right. From a believability standpoint, you can put somebody in The Fiend mask that's built like Bray Wyatt and believably pass off and be in two different places. It's going to happen a lot. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get my gripe out of the way. I'm 
I will say I am glad that AEW did come out and specify how the teleporting happened. They did. Um, because <laughs> if you had me trying to believe that Matt Hardy had teleportation powers, yet he still got his ass beat by Randy Orton, I'm not buying it. Um, but when you say it was Vanguard 1 projecting images, yeah. I'm a lot more okay with it. So I still think both companies need to be careful about relying on gimmicks that only work in these empty arenas that don't work live because eventually the world will be back on track and stuff like that's not going to be able to be used. So, and speaking of getting back on track, Fiend wins this match. I don't care if it's a big match, John, or not. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much point to having John Cena at WrestleMania at this point anymore. So... If there was a title, so he could get... If there was a title involved, yeah, yeah. Then maybe, Absolutely. With this just being a they match, would have him know. win if a title was in the line. But with this, I think we're going to get a really interesting, very produced, very edited match that's going to end with The Fiend winning and hopefully continuing uh, some kind of, you know, push back for The Fiend. Completely agree. I, I really hope they do crazy stuff with the editing. I feel like we're going to get instances where off-camera, Fiend punches John Cena from the left side. Off-camera, Bray Wyatt in his Mr. Rogers uh, outfit punches Cena yes. from the right side, and oh, then they God. just punch back and forth, and it's going to be yeah. bad, and that's going to be the extent of their creativeness. <laughs> I, I want <laughs> them I to do crazy. I want them to do crazy stuff like that, and I think it also is one of the cases that they can because they don't ever have to translate this to you know, anything else again because it's a Firefly Funhouse match. Yeah. You're not, you know, you're not worried about doing shady things in the ring with editing and stuff. This is going to be its own, you know, its own kind of beast. And if they want... It's like over the Hardy compound, you know, back when we had that situation um, with Bray right. Wyatt and Matt Hardy. You could do a lot of weird things and it's okay. They can establish the Firefly Funhouse really well here to where during the the next couple months when probably can't have arena shows you can have the firefly funhouse host smackdown and do like whole episodes of smackdown in it it'll probably kill the character but you can do some cool things if they establish yeah if they establish this it would be great Uh, right my hope is that they do something really cool with it my worry is that it's going to be huge huge letdown it's going to fall short of what we're all expecting I don't think it can be bad when you have John Cena and Bray Wyatt working together. I hope I hope you're right. Yeah. Creative is the only thing I could get in the way of this. Yeah, yep. exactly. And apparently John Cena has been super on board with anything Bray Wyatt has sent to him. And it sounds like John Cena's basically been saying, this is what Bray wants to do, this is what we're going to do. And he can call um, those shots like completely, yeah. so... Because if there's one thing that John Cena don't have to worry about, it's upsetting people. Because he doesn't give a fuck. No, zero fucks. He doesn't need to. He's in that Brock Lesnar level of don't give a fuck about yeah. making people angry. Um, <laughs> oh boy. Next match we have, we finally are getting to our title. Wait, before we get to our title match, I did leave a match off this card. Uh, Elias versus King Corbin. I thought did that on purpose. Yeah, I no, thought that was a... It was not initially oh, listed, but apparently it is. 
Yeah, that's that's a match. I literally just heard them talk about it. Yeah, Elias forgot about it already. Because fuck King Corbin. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm down with that. How about you, Michael? Uh Corbin wins. Oh boy. Okay. Because Uh, fuck Elias or Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay. They, they like Corbin yeah, better. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I got this. reasoning seems the same. So. <laughs> okay. Cool. So next match. So yeah, uh, we have a uh, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler for the Raw Women's Title. I have not Becky given Lynch. two shits about the story leading up to this match. Shayna Baszler. Becky Lynch versus the Vampire. Boring vampire of Raw Chamber. Yeah, um, they made her look really good at Elimination Chamber, but there was some funky time in that Elimination Chamber. God, so it didn't it, come off real well. It didn't even look that good at Elimination Chamber. It yeah. looked like so, it was out of time. Yeah, I'm so bored with Shayna Baszler. I mean, like that. this is this is gonna have to be Shayna's chance to shine. Her and Becky are gonna have to go yeah. out and put on a great match. If they don't. I see Shayna Baszler going back to NXT and being stuck there forever. Right. Yeah, there's kind of a chance to, if they don't put on something fantastic. Once again, though, we're talking about they have the benefit of editing and kind of making this look the way they want it to look, so... I think an issue with this match you're going to have, though, is without a crowd to tell you if it's good or bad... You're gonna get what they want you to see, I guess, or what they how they want you to feel <laughs> about right, this match. Exactly. So, so this is I, I don't know. This is one of those ones where I was like very, very out on it. Um, just I think thinking Becky that he wins and we see Ronda yeah. return at SummerSlam. Oh God! Uh, I'm going Shayna. Uh, just because they're making her a monster and you can do this without the crowd chanting boring. True. And it's a chance for them to do that if they really want to do it. Becky's boring as shit as the champion. <laughs> yes, she is. She kind of reminds me. I don't know if this is going to be the best example, Seth but this Rollins. is how I felt. Yeah, I, I almost get a, a. So I've been watching the Ruthless Aggression stuff. Uh, that they've been putting out like the documentary Mm -hmm. series and it just kind of reminds me of when i was watching batista's first run at the title where i was so excited for batista to get the title and then once he got the title i just didn't give a shit and i feel the same way about becky right now where i was super before we move on you mentioned batista and it brought a subject to mind that we need to let the world know Log into Gears of War 5 before the 20th of April so that you can get your Batista bomb execution in Gears of War 5. Shit, I gotta download Gears, don't I? Yeah. Gears of War 5, that Batista bomb execution, the animation is better than anything that 2K20 did in their WWE. (laughs) (laughs) I was literally, I've been playing that all night before we were recording. When you mentioned a game... Uh, on your Twitter that you said should play, I was going to tell you to download Gears so you can play Gears with me. <laughs> Is it crossplay? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I, I should do that then. That changes everything. It does okay. change everything. I, I think. Anyway, back. So I think you 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 give it to Shayna just so you can 
still build her up as a machine. You could give Becky right. something to work towards. Like she can go into quarantine. I think she already kind of said after WrestleMania, yeah. her and Seth Rollins are kind of just going to take time off. But I think the whole WWE is going to take time off. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can do some promos because she's good at promos like on online, on Twitter. You can just have her for the next month or two building herself back up. Maybe she takes up MMA training. Like I, I think Shayna versus Becky doesn't have a lawn match. Maybe they have like a five minute match where Shayna just gets her. Like Becky makes a mistake. It's not even Shayna out wrestled her. It's Becky makes a mistake and Shayna just chokes her out. And then you can have Becky for the next month or two doing some training, some MMA training to get back into ring when she's allowed to. Otherwise, I just don't know what you do with Becky. Like there's nothing for her. You know, like Asuka's the the next one built up. Right. They and just they've had her at such like a, just a standstill. Oh, Ronda. There's really nothing interesting going I don't think you're getting Ronda Rousey, especially right now. Uh, yeah. Even for for SummerSlam, I don't think she cares, or if she did care, she probably doesn't care now. Hmm. I think you underestimate uh, the call of the Rousey. Even then, I wouldn't mind if Rousey's the one that has to put Baszler out. Right. Just like she, like you bring Ronda as a baby face, and she's the one that has to like put her friend out or her friend down. Because otherwise, okay. Shayna doesn't really have like if you want to bring Ronda Rousey back for SummerSlam, that is probably the move. Is Ronda has to put her friend out because otherwise, Shayna doesn't really have shit to do <laughs> other than yeah. be a monster. And that would be an interesting story of just like, hey, we're the MMA four horsewomen, but I, I have to put you down because you're 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 running rough shot and she needs to establish herself again. You're biting and, people, you need to calm down. Yeah, you gotta stop biting people. It's not good. Uh but that that is my that would be my play for it. Yeah. Andy, where are you falling on this match? Uh I don't know. I feel like a lot of heat has fallen off of Shayna, so I think as much as I don't think it's good for storytelling, I think uh, Shayna uh, loses, and I think Becky retains the title here. We just don't get anything interesting. Let me go back. Is that the first time tonight you have not agreed with Michael? (laughs) We all disagreed on the the women's match. Yeah, we did. We all disagreed on that one, and then Kevin Owens. All right, so it's not the <laughs> See the problem is I I I, uh, I fantasy book too much and I'm really convincing. Too. Yeah, he convinces me a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know he does. I got you all um, to pick the Usos. That's he true. did. He did. <laughs> he fucking did. <laughs> got us to pick the Usos. Like I talked Andy into buying an Xbox. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our next match was originally scheduled to be Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. <laughs> and with no explanation it's now been changed title. well I think we'll see something at Wrestlemania that will <laughs> let us understand why it changed you keep saying uh, that I, god I'm hoping so <laughs> you made us um, watch Smackdown tonight <laughs> yeah I did, I, did. Um, I completely understand where Roman's coming from being a cancer survivor with a weakened immune system coming off that leukemia and not taking any chances then you hear the Miz shows up sick completely understand 
why this match came Every right for him to be like, I'm out. Yes. Uh, interesting choice, putting Braun as his challenger. Because yeah. this is literally like ripping my heart in half. Um, <laughs> why? Because they put him probably... against a jobber? One of my two favorite wrestlers. And this is not a match I ever wanted to see. Um, I can only hope that this match goes spear, jackhammer, and we're done. He can't lift this man up. No, God, please don't try. No, you're, you'll he's be going, lucky if to. he gets a... He's going to. He, not, he's going to get a fucking DDT. <laughs> with the power of editing. They're going to get it right until he gets the jackhammer on. Yeah, LeBron. the fucking... They're going to let Braun practice the jackhammer. The power no, of no. editing is going to be two other dudes in green screens holding up Braun. No, the screen's going to freeze. You're going to see a Photoshop <laughs> cut of Braun's body, and then his body's going to lift, and then <laughs> they're going to close the DDT. Can yeah. it be like all that whenever they did, like, you know, big moments of somebody getting thrown around? It's just Braun replaced with, like, a Braun, like, doll, like a rag doll. They're just going to reshow Goldberg jackhammering the giant back in yes. <laughs> No reason. And they're going to say Bray Wyatt in the Firefly Funhouse match caused there to be a, a time warp a rip in the time space yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that being said Goldberg wins this match yeah because there is well, I don't know there's no way we they're giving the Braun the title we thought the Fiend wasn't going to lose the Goldberg either and how wrong were we on that one so wrong it's uh, they give it the Goldberg which is like I guess it's the right call, but it's the most boring call. But also, Braun has no momentum going into this at all. So, yeah, you have to give it to Goldberg. They should have had Riddle, but those men genuinely hate each other. Yeah. Oh, God. I wouldn't want so to see that. I wouldn't want to see that because I would genuinely fear for both of their safety. You, you don't want to see a young man's career go out so fast. No, but here's the thing. is like I have a feeling like if they were to get into a legit fight, Riddle with his MMA experience probably oh, would man, fuck yeah. Goldberg up. Like Goldberg will probably rock the shit out of Riddle, yeah. but Riddle yeah. would probably break a get him on stamina. Yeah. I, well, maybe, but I feel mm. like Riddle's going to have to hit Goldberg way more than Goldberg's going to have to hit Riddle to put him to sleep. <laughs> I, I man, feel like he just has to run around the arena a couple times and Goldberg will be a little saying, bit yeah. winded. Yeah. I, I, I'm about to say, you may say that, but Goldberg's still got a pretty quick step. <laughs> yeah, to a oh, spear, damn. and then once that doesn't yeah. work, his jackhammer's fucked up. Uh, in a real fight, I'm pretty sure he's just going to punch him in the mouth. Because he is a Muay Thai expert. Um, yeah, I, 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 I still feel like he, he I would probably rock Riddle. I think I would be more excited Riddle. to see Goldberg and Matt Riddle in a real fight than I am this match. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. This match doesn't matter anymore. Did you guys see Riddle's video a couple days ago? Oh no, I missed it. So he's on a, a, a he's on a skateboard, like a, a electric skateboard, and he's just riding around. He's just like, "Yep, coronavirus, staying in shape in case oh I get a God. call for a match." And oh then he God. goes over a bump and almost falls. He's like, "Whoa, that's almost as dangerous as a jackhammer." <laughs> then the video just ah! ends. Oh, like, fuck. he's so good. They're never going to be able to fight amazing. each other. Like, yeah. I have a feeling Riddle knows it's not going to happen. 
and the worst WWE can do is cut him, and then he'll just do good, good things in AEW. Basically, I, I want that match so bad, but I know it's not going <laughs> to happen. And if it does happen, Goldberg will just bury Riddle. Like if they oh. had a, you know, like if they they actually put him in a, a match, they would just jackhammer, and Goldberg probably could lift Riddle up, depending on how long <laughs> the match is. But this is so disappointing. Like go, uh, but I guess it makes sense because then Goldberg. This. If Goldberg pulls off a decent jackhammer in this match, I will call both of you. <laughs> I I hope Michael Cole is in the announce chair, and I when they do this jackhammer, I want to look to make sure Michael Cole hasn't been edited. Like, because <laughs> that's going to be the test: is if there's a yeah. cameraman there that disappears when the jackhammer goes up, and when it goes down. That shit was edited and they had to shoot it like 20,000 times. <laughs> they had to do the jackhammer the next day. Oh no. Oh god. He made a day off. Yeah. Uh, or we're so, going to see Brown jump for that jackhammer like Oh boy. So yeah. bad. I I'm going to hate this match, but thank god it's only going to last maybe like a minute. 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh god. A minute. Yeah. Yeah. Goldberg wins though. Okay. Yeah. Because it because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, next match we have is the Bork Laser versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. Uh, win, loser, draw. Drew McIntyre comes out of this looking like a star. Uh, Lesnar tends to lose at WrestleMania, so I would have to go with Drew McIntyre winning this match. Yeah, I I think Drew's looked fantastic, and I think you would take kind of all the momentum away if you just had Drew lose once he got here. Um, so I, I think it's probably pretty pretty sure that uh, you see Drew walk walk away with the title here. Yeah, it's definitely it's his time. Uh, yeah. Lesnar does not get the need title. the title to be interesting draw. So he'll drop it and still show up and get a pop when that matters. And sounds like, you know, talking about dirt sheets since we've talked about it already, sounds like Brock Lesnar was like one of the only talent to go to Vince and like tell Vince to fuck off uh, Mm -hmm. for making them tape during this. I'm sure it was like, you're making me tape, but it sounds like they had like a whole ordeal. Like when, Brock arrived, they're like, gave him the schedule, and he was like, no, I'm going. He wanted to go first, so he could get out first. Yeah, and then when he was told no, it turned into a whole thing, it's and fit. I, I'm happy that happened, because someone needs to fucking stand up to, to yeah. McMahon during it, but I also understand that they have to put on a show, and it's WrestleMania, they can't miss a WrestleMania, it's all, all that shit, but like, right. I think In Brock words, takes a yeah, I, I think Brock him. takes a vacation. Yes, he does. But the words yeah. of Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar does what Brock Lesnar wants to do. And if he wanted to tell Vince McMahon to fuck off, he's going to do that. But he's still going to cash that check. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's a, here's a thing, though. We mentioned earlier, uh, I think you did, uh, Ben, about Randy Orton. Like, Randy Orton, when he is invested, can put on a great match. And you mentioned Brock is also the same way. I'm interested to see how this match, even with editing, is going to look if Brock did not seem invested. Yeah. What does this look like? 
This may be a rough one. I think it could be. I think it's going to be a good match. They've shown decent chemistry in their physical interactions. Um, Brock Lesnar does seem to be enjoying this feud. Until he had to tape this match, apparently. Yeah, so. until WrestleMania. So, yeah. while up to this it's been great, I, yeah, I can see that this one may be a little different. This might be a quick one. Yeah. yeah. I don't see this being a long match at all. I think the only title match that has any length will be the one we're going to talk about now. Yeah. And that is Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the NXT women's title. Uh, first time NXT women's title, or first time any NXT title will be on a WrestleMania card. Um, Charlotte always seems to show up at WrestleMania. I haven't seen Rhea Ripley have a bad match. I would not be surprised to see this one be match of the night. Oh yeah, I think definitely we're looking at match of the night here. Um, they're both on such a hot streak right now, it's hard for me to pick who I think is going to walk out the title on this one. I'm just so excited. I'm I'm such a huge fan of Rhea Ripley. Yeah. This would be yeah, a great same. match. I'm going Rhea, though. Yeah, I, I can see it making sense with Rhea. And I'm a little sad, though, that she doesn't get her true... WrestleMania moment, especially after that whole promo of her being in the stadium. Give it to Rhea. Just, I don't I, uh, see Charlotte gaining anything coming NXT Women's title. I think this is where we'll differ. Yeah. I just don't think you can have Charlotte lose to Rhea due to the way that the fans will look at it. I think that Charlotte will win, and instead of seeing what we've seen with Becky, where she has the title and has really had no good challengers, Charlotte Flair now all of a sudden, instead of competing in the in a, or in the Raw's women's division, go down and give the NXT girls some new faces and also give another big name to NXT to help promote NXT. I can, I, I can see that. Cause there are feuds for her in NXT, like Bianca Belair. Yeah. So they already had a match. Yeah. It was kind of sloppy, but yeah, that one was rough, but I feel like if they get to work together more, we may get to see some really cool matches out of them. Yeah. I just think with Charlotte, kind of like what we've talked about many times on this podcast, We've seen every combination of Charlotte, Becky, Charlotte, Sasha, Charlotte, Bailey, Bailey, Charlotte. I mean, we've seen it all. Go to NXT. Let's see if some of those girls can have these great matches with Charlotte. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's just see it happen. And it does nothing but help those girls get more exposure, get more notice. And since you're building NXT as like a third brand instead of like the stepchild brand, why not send some of your bigger name talent down there? did with Finn. The only thing I can see that they wouldn't move Charlotte to NXT with the title is because one, her boyfriend or her fiance is on Raw and they probably want to travel together. WWE likes to keep couples together. Uh, And two, it's still considered kind of a demotion in a lot of fans' eyes. 
I know it's she true. would elevate it. Doesn't it. have the perception of being the third brand as much as they want to say it is. And that's why you you still have Charlotte lose to Rhea. But you can at least yeah. you. I feel like Rhea uh, beating Charlotte uh, elevates NXT more than Charlotte Flair moving down to NXT. It makes mm. NXT I, seem like their women's champion is tough, and Charlotte going down is just like, well, they just didn't have shit for her on Raw. Well, I think they don't have shit for her on Raw, so that's why I think it might be the best option. Shayna wins. Charlotte could be, you know, the next that's, feud for Shayna. Right. Or you uh, keep Charlotte away from Shayna by giving her the NXT title and yeah, have a I slow burn build to that match. I honestly just feel like they should unify the women's titles in general. Mm, the, the division's too big, too good. Yeah, I, I think it would just cut out too, a lot of people. I don't think it's too big, because, I mean, let's be real honest. I think we can probably think of 10 or 15 performers that deserve title shots. You've got three titles, so you're, you're splitting that title picture up at best with five strong contenders in each division with so many other women. The NXT women's division is stronger than Raw and SmackDown combined. Correct. Correct. Uh, yeah. Which is why I don't think you can... Like, if you're talking about combining the Raw and SmackDown titles, yeah, they could do that. That's fine. I still think they need to do an all-women's show just to build up the lower mid-card. But the NXT division would suffer so bad if they combine all the titles. Right. Like, real bad. Because the, the NXT division... Uh, like, Io Shirai is healed now. Like, there's so many things in NXT that would just get like kind of degraded if they just get rid of the NXT title. Yeah. My thing with the NXT women right now, like when I think about it, Rhea Ripley, uh, Egan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart, Bianca Belair on a good day. She has her off days. They drive me. Io Shirai, and then I'm kind of out. I can't think of any of the other women that have done much to impress me. Uh, Maya Yim, Dakota Kai. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm completely 100% out on Dakota Kai. I, I really oh. like her. Uh, this, Chelsea this Green. Her. Chelsea Green has been pretty great, though. Yeah. yeah. If they give her more time, she'd, she'd be right. really good. Right. They have a lot of talent. They just don't have enough time because they only have, you know, two hours a week. Right. This is why you turn main event into an all-women's wrestling show. We keep petitioning for this. If they do it, I expect you to get it. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to be that weird guy that tweets his ideas to the wrestlers (laughs) and hope one of them steals it. Exactly. There you go. There you go. I like it. Um, so I think that brings us to the end of what will be a event that one night cannot hold. Uh, yeah. WrestleMania 36. Um, we've kind of talked about it earlier in the episode. What are your thoughts on the state of wrestling and how do we continue in our current situation with the COVID-19? Yeah, so I'll, I'll jump in. So I think Raw and SmackDown have been doing okay shows i don't mind the tossing in a you know an old match here and there i think they can do better on their selections like we talked about earlier um nxt having a whole episode dedicated to just let's go back through 
the entire Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano feud was infuriating on the same week that AEW put on like one of its best shows in a long time. Um, I don't think you do yourself favors on people picking something to watch because I, I tuned out of that NXT once I realized it was going to be nothing but them talking about a feud I've read too much of. Um, <clears throat> so, I don't know. I think this has hurt NXT a bit because I don't know if they just haven't been able to have everybody or what. But it's definitely been interesting to see the different approaches and also to see the little things that AEW has done to make it different, which then WWE has borrowed and vice versa. Uh, every week it's different things here and there. So it's it's been an interesting time to watch wrestling. It, wrestling's in like a weird spot right now. Uh, yeah. It's going to be fascinating to watch how they continue. Because uh, I don't know when AEW's off, sheet, off season is. Because uh, I know they have an off season, or where they take a couple weeks off, I believe. Yeah, they had said they were going to have one. So yeah, which they specified. Yeah, which they they do it now. <laughs> yeah, do it now. Uh, and just put something else on during that time. Like do a clip yeah. show. Uh, they could yeah. probably benefit from a clip show for for their pay per views. Just put their pay per views on there. Right, um, right. Because they don't get seen as much. But AEW, like with everything they've been doing, they've been killing it. Uh, my boy Orange Cassidy still uh, doing really good in his limited spots. Uh, love that. And they've just been able to show off their personality so well uh, during this time. Uh, like Sammy Guevara singing uh, Judas. Oh, God. That was one of the best things ever. I was uh, dying. Uh, them uh, gambling MJF and yeah. and like was it Arn MJF or Jake the Snake MJF yeah, and Jake Sammy Snake, MJF. just gambling yeah and then getting into fights in the back room I just I really like that they've instead of just had like you know when they can't have wrestlers on ringside they've put them on the rings on you know in the crowd area mm-hmm. um, on AEW and then just just made it feel more alive where sometimes like even SmackDown or Raw it just feels weird. There's nothing else going on but the match and some commentary. Yeah, I they really like the, the wrestlers at ringside one episode though. Because too many people. Yeah, there's too many people. But then they're still showing them in the back, and they're still working them into what is going on. So it still kept it feeling less dead than some of the matches end up feeling. I, I'm just happy the women have had yeah. uh, a, a lot of show. It's a little disappointing. It's the same women every week or every yeah. episode it, yeah. for the most part, but that just might be limitations of the roster. I think that's just been roster limitations. Yeah. I know Paige has been supposed to show up for a while now, and Paige said, I'm not showing up. Yeah. Um, so there's been, I think, some challenges. Uh, a limited amount of people have been willing to come. Uh, ben, do you, uh, I think you were going to say something. My only thing is, I'll, I'll be real honest, even as a wrestling fan, I have not enjoyed wrestling in front of empty arenas. Uh, the crowd is such a big part of what makes pro- professional wrestling. It's a group activity. And I've just not been feeling it. I know Andy's had to deal with it a lot sitting down to record this podcast and we've been talking about it. It's I've enjoyed the time because it's been kind of a 
release talking to everybody about it. Just a couple hours to forget. Man, it just I'm ready for I'm ready for wrestling. I'm ready for things to go back completely over. <laughs> same, same. I, I'm I'm enjoying what I can, but it wrestling is no longer like I haven't Raw and SmackDown. I've just been watching the highlights, which is down yeah. to like one YouTube video a week that's worth watching. Right. Uh, which is a shame. I've even fallen off the, like as regularly as I just kind of uh, do. I want to watch it. I kept up with this week just so we'd be ready for tonight, but otherwise it's been a little hard to watch, and that that's why I like the WWE stuff has been hard to watch. AEW has had some different things that have made me be like, well, I really want to see that, so I'm going to check right. that out. Yeah. Um, They've had debuts. Yeah, yeah. They've worked in some things that we've been waiting for. Just kind of yeah. lucky that they had all this stuff in the works already that was able to translate easily into these crowdless shows. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so that was, you know, a benefit on their on their end. That was probably not, you know, not really planned for, but worked out. I'm just happy for Brody Lee. I'm so happy for Brody Lee. <laughs> no, I would have been <laughs> way more happy, happy if he got to keep getting WWE talent. They got to stop uh, getting WWE talent <laughs> at a certain point. Like they're going to get the revival yeah. next. I think half of the revival is uh, been released. And uh, I forget which one has been released or is his contract expired. And the other one's just waiting oh, for man. the time after the injury to, yeah, to finish expire. out. The, that, that's the last people from WWE I want to see in AEW. Cause at a certain point it's right. kind of ridiculous that all their top guys right now are just WWE yeah. guys. Right. Uh, outside of Kenny Omega and Han- Hangman page. It's like everyone else is yeah. just like WWE guys. Yeah. Uh, but the revival is the last one, I swear. <laughs> Once a revival are there, I just hope they just continue to develop their own talent. They've got to be careful. They cannot become the next WCW. Or TNA. And it's good. Uh, well, I, I don't care for TNA <laughs> at all. Um, <laughs> I just get concerned because like WCW got real hot, took over, but couldn't keep up with their own steam. There's too many people right now in AEW that were part of that WCW bandwagon. There's too many of the same thing right right now. Even though it is enjoyable, I enjoy it with bated breath. Because I'm enjoying it like, well, give this another couple years and it'll be done. Because I've, I've watched this show before. I've seen it happen. I think I they're doing crazier things, though, in a good way. Uh, they're doing crazier things in a good way, but I mean, like, I, I just feel like I've seen, I'm such a cynic, I'll be honest with that. I've seen it happen before, and there's just nothing I'm seeing that makes me think that it's not going to happen again. Even though I was super hyped to see Jake the Snake come out and cut a promo, because that man can still work a mic. <laughs> I love seeing Arn Anderson come out and God. pull off a spine buster sometimes. His Jake the Snake's promos are fantastic. Um, I'm excited to see Brody Lee get to be Brody Lee, but if it was me, I think I would have flip flopped those roles. Because I feel but like that's what Matt everyone was expecting. Hardy made more sense. I know, but yeah. change for the sake of change isn't good. But I feel so. So specifically to that, I feel like the Dark Order would have been a step down for Matt Hardy 
Oh, definitely would have been. And Brody Lee can, that's right where you want to put Brody Lee. And it's his true test of like, can he make the dark, the dark order work? Right. Right. Uh, which I wouldn't be surprised if that was his request of just like, I want that. Uh, Cause it's already not really working that well as a, as a thing though. It's gotten better over time, but it's like, this is his make or break moment. And Matt Hardy on the compound and stuff is good by itself. Like if it had a group so of out of shape wrestlers or weird looking dudes, <laughs> I don't know if that would have been the best move. Right. Yeah. It's definitely, I mean, you know, the opposite of what I expected, but I'm happy with it so far. I, I like Matt Hardy just getting to. As Matt long Hardy. as he'll quit taking shots at Vince. Oh man. Yeah. It's... That's a little unnecessary from Brody Lee. Yeah. It's unnecessary, uh, and it's just not a good look. I think it'll quickly fizzle out. I think they were just like going to have their fun there for a little bit, yeah. and I, th- I think you're after, after a while. It's just like on that idea. Yeah, I think you'll yeah. see. It. It'll be interesting to see. We li- we are living yeah. in strange times. Strange yeah, times indeed. Yeah, really are. Uh, anybody got anything else to add? No, no, that's that's all for me. I'm just I'm, I'm cautiously excited. For uh, the next two nights, so hey, let's see how two nights of new television on. Yeah, I know. So, not baseball, Michael. Thank you. Oh yeah, thank you again for joining us. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, I always enjoy talking wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll just keep in touch with you guys on when the next one. Who knows? Yeah, who knows when the next <laughs> PowerPoints will be? We hope to have some more content coming to you that is not wrestling-based, but uh, as Andy kind of mentioned at the top of the hour, (laughs) at the top of the podcast, man, it's been a long (laughs) time. Uh, We we both ended up moving. Andy's move was much more planned than mine was. Um, But, uh, yeah, move kind of happened, so we're trying to get back on track. Uh, Some just strange, like like everybody knows, strange things going on. If we can get new content out to you, we will. We had some yeah. content we had planned fall through uh, due to circumstances. So we're trying to uh, recover and get something else new. Um, but if you guys got nothing else, I've got nothing either. I'm good. All right. Everyone stay safe. Keep your family safe. Thank you for listening. And we can't wait to see you on the next episode of Pay-Per-View PowerPoints. See ya. Bye.